Resources aren't your answer. Resourcefulness is. Welcome to the Dean Graziosi Show. All success starts right here. If you've ever in your life felt like an underdog, in fact, if you feel like an underdog right now, that you don't have the support from your family, you don't have the money, you live in the wrong place, your spouse doesn't have, even have your back, or you feel like an oddball, then this may be the most important message you've ever heard in your life. Hey, it's Dean. I'm here with my amazing wife, Lisa. Also, our baby's with us. He, yep, he's so just party at three. <laughs> party at three. Just can't see him yet. Hey, today I want to talk about underdogs because soon my new book, The Underdog Advantage, this book will be hitting stores. It'll be hitting online. It'll be on Amazon. It's not right now. No place you could buy it, but really soon, like the beginning, first week of December. But right now, I want to talk about an underdog because most of my life, I felt like one. How about you? Absolutely. Actually, I still kind of feel like one at times. It just it always will come up from your childhood, right? Um, I feel like an underdog because of my parents, I think, more because they were such immigrants coming to America from Mexico that they literally, just by watching them live their life as underdogs, it trickled onto me. And also growing up in a, in a place where all my friends were American and I was the only Mexican girl, dark girl with, you know, dark hair, dark eyes and had a long last name, like the way, you know, I just was always different and it was always hard to blend in. And um, I feel like sometimes to this day, it still is. But, but here's the cool part. Here's yeah. the cool part is mm-hmm. what I want to talk about today. If you're an underdog or even if you're not at this point in your life. I keep that underdog mindset. And so do you. It's what makes you a hustler. My wife, Lisa, has been voted the top hairstylist in Arizona for like nine of the last 10 years. She does amazing in everything I've ever seen. That's why I'm so attracted to her because she's not an underdog anymore. When I met her, she was doing amazing for herself. But she keeps that underdog mindset that gives her the hunger, that pushes her forward. Because what we're going to do in this 10 or 12 minute video is we're going to show you that being an underdog is actually the ultimate unfair advantage. And it might be hard for you to see right now. You might be going, Dean, you don't understand what I'm facing. And I don't, but we both faced a lot. In fact, I, I want to tell a quick story. And then I want to get back to what you used to say to your dad. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, but I thought back, I remember a point in my life where I was sitting, I wrote some of this in the email, if you saw the email, but I want to tell you the story and I want you to see it on my face. Or I want you to hear these words. Um, I was sitting in a 80 year old garage picture a garage just big enough for one car with about five feet on each side two big barn doors uh some holes in the roof barely any heat i got a wood stove in here that and the pipe leaked a little so imagine this little barn enough big enough for one car and smells like smoke i'm sitting on a spackle bucket i'm looking at a car that i got to change the brakes on a friend of mine's car they say well what does that mean well i didn't go to college um, I decided to work with my dad in his collision shop and stuff went sideways with my dad and a marriage he was in and he gave up and Ben, he was gone. So he gave up the collision shop. Now I didn't go to college because I wasn't that smart and we didn't have the money, but at least I had my dad's collision shop. I was going to be a partner with my dad and that all went away and all my friends went off to college and I thought, oh wow. And I started having a little envy. So I remember a day literally feeling like the most uh, the, the quintessential underdog. I'm sitting on a spackle bucket, you know, those white yeah. buckets, it's got water and sandpaper in it. Cause I used mm-hmm. to sand cars, right? So I'm sitting out with my hands on my head. It smells like smoke. It's cold. I'm changing brakes on a friend's car that I had to ask because now I have no money. The collision shops down. The only way I'm making money is working on one car at a time. I have no support. In fact, my dad, my mom lived in a different state. My dad like went through a really tough time in his life and he was checked out. He was gone. 
And I'm just trying to make it work one car at a time. I have nobody in my family that has money. I don't, like I said, I don't have a college degree. I'm having envy of my buddies. They're off in college partying, calling me up like, dude, come down here to Florida. I'm partying, at, I'm, I'm partying at Miami University, dude. There's girls all over. The guys are fun. And I'm literally sitting on this bucket and I'm like, maybe I'm a dreamer. Like I, I have no advantages. I have no, uh, I have no resources. I don't have any money. I already tapped my credit cards and I'm sitting there thinking, this is it. This is my life. I fix cars. Now I got to, I got to bug my buddies to let me fix their car. Mm -hmm. And, and that moment that so many of us feel in our own different portions of our life, that was a moment at the time that I was feeling bad for myself. And how crazy is it now? I look back and I thank God. I thank God for that blessing. I listen, if you're in the middle of it, you might be like, you're never going to thank God for this. Yes, you will. Because here's what I know. What most people think they need for being successful, for starting their own business, for scaling the business they have, they think they need a partner with money or somebody. So many people say, if you just let me a million bucks, I'd be off to the races. No, yes. you wouldn't. Because what I realized being 50, I mean, 51 soon, a couple of days. Oh my God, how'd that happen? What I realized at this age is resources aren't your answer resourcefulness is and that's what underdogs gain when they open their eyes it's I, literally it's one of the chapters in my book it says resources or it says underdogs are relentlessly resourceful imagine using my buddy tony robbins word that words that life happens for us not to us and the reason i was in that collision shop the reason i lost two businesses or or went you know they, things went sideways the reason i didn't have anybody having my back i had nobody to lend money from i had no one to even partner with the reason that happened was for me so i could learn how to cash flow a company because i didn't have a dad that could hand me a check i didn't know how to raise money in silicon valley like people right. do in today's world i had to start a business and within two weeks if it wasn't making money i didn't have that business so I don't want this just to be about me. I want you to talk about, uh, I want to talk about with Lisa here too, but I want to convert this back to you. I want to show you right now where you're at. Even if you're in your job that makes you decent money, but you know there's more and you feel like an underdog, how do you get out of the job? Like we all feel like an underdog, but what if I told you that you could catapult out of that and literally stop looking at the, the lack of resources and the lack of privilege that you have as an anchor. Mm -hmm. What if that was the wind behind your sail and you just need to flip the switch and, and, and your life has no limits. All right, let's get back to you. So no, what you just said, I, I love that because so many people, I just can't stand so many people are like, oh my gosh, well, because I had, you know, this struggle as a, as a child or because I didn't go to college or because, you know, I wasn't smart or I have just, uh, dyslexia you know, all of that stuff, I feel like, you know what, use that as an advantage because fast forward a few years from now or whatever, and you become super successful at your career, which is one extra deal or a thousand extra or whatever, just because you are an underdog and because you had these struggles, people will recognize you even more. I always think like, I feel bad for the people that actually don't have a story that, you know, uh, showed them how to work harder or like had parents that struggled or whatever, because I feel like that's what makes well, and successful is, people even better at what they do. Yeah, think about it. Do we all, we all love the underdog story. We all yeah, love the movie Biscuit. We, we love Rocky. We love Rudy. So, but here's the thing. And I understand exactly what you're saying, but you've shifted your mindset. See, I want to get a little, I want to spend a few minutes here and talk about your childhood because you didn't feel that way. Well, my when parents you had, helped me shift my mindset. Too, okay. But you, you know, but you didn't feel that way when you had to take the bus 
to beauty school or whatever, cosmetology yeah. school, yep. is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. You had to take the bus, the city bus to go to softball practice. Mm -hmm. You, I remember you telling me, you said to your dad, why can't we have money like our cousins? Right. So I want to talk yeah. about that in a minute. So it's a shift in mindset. You see, what if, and this is not, listen, a lot of you might be going through some really tough times right now and we have empathy and we're sorry. We're not saying, oh, get over it. That's not what we're saying. No. But what if there was a process to shift where you just wake up tomorrow and nothing on the outside changes, but the glasses you have on change. Instead of looking yes. down the road of what you don't have, what if you could look down the road of what you do have? That toolbox that you thought was full of lead holding you back. What if it was full with tools that could actually take you where you want to go in life. So like think about that. And that's that's what I'm so excited about being an underdog and what that can do for your life. Like yes. celebrate being an underdog because you're the one that has, I mean, listen, I want to talk again, get back. I want to share some of the chapters in my book. I'm so excited about this book. Millionaire Success so Habits good. was my favorite book of all time and Feel So Blessed is one of the best selling books of the last three years. I think this one is going to trump it <laughs> big so time. Good. Like underdogs have nothing to lose, right? Underdogs can use the power of you can't. I want to talk about some of these. Underdogs act fast and improve quickly. Underdogs are relentlessly resourceful. Underdogs self-educate. Underdogs don't have to care what other people think. We do, but who gives a crap? They don't make statues of critics. And, and all of this can be learned as fuel. Underdogs know how to turn desperation into persuasion. Ooh, Just yes. some of the chapters that you're going to learn how so right now you literally, I'm telling you, I don't care where you are, where you live, what your background is, how much money you have, I promise you that you have a Superman outfit underneath your clothes right now. And I want to show you how to open it. I, I got goosebumps. So I want to go back to you. So you didn't have money growing up. Her parents were immigrants. Her dad didn't even speak English for the first five years he lived here. Comes to America. He's so cute. He's the cutest guy in the world. I love your dad. Um, <clears throat> comes here. Quintessential underdogs. Why do you think there's more? Do you know there's more immigrant new millionaires than millionaires that live in America? I mean, there's people mm -hmm. all over the world listening to this because immigrants have that underdog mindset. It's like, I'm coming. Yes. I got nothing, exactly. but I got freedom. I can go for it. They're not looking for privilege because they ain't got it. Mm -hmm. And when they left, when they left their country, they had to leave all their baggage there. Yep. And they start fresh. So they don't look through the eyes of what they don't have. They look through the eyes of what they can achieve. That's what her father did. Her father's got a very successful company right now, raised five amazing children. But when Lisa was little, being the firstborn, not only mm -hmm. did you start speaking Spanish, English was your second language. Absolutely. As you got older, talk about like when you were, your mom said, you said you wanted to join softball. What did your mom say? My mom said, okay, well, go sign yourself up. And, you know, I'm like, no. Find but, the bus schedule. I'm like, but mom, you know, all the girls' moms are signing them up and, and taking the sheet to school. She's like, I'm busy. I work. I clean the house. I, you know, take care of you guys. Like, I don't have time for that. If you want to do softball, you know the paper. You know where the paper's at. Go fill your salt. Go sign it. Sign for me. And, and go turn it in. And then she said, find the city bus schedule to get yourself back and forth to practice. And that's the thing. Like she, you know, worked a full-time job and had five kids under, by the age of 30, had five kids and, you know, was the best mom. I had the best mom and dad ever, but it's also because they taught us how to do things for ourselves. And that's part of being a, uh, even though I was not an immigrant, but my parents were, they, tra they translated that immigrant mentality to us. And so, you know, a lot of people that uh, suffer from, oh, well, I, 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 I am an underdog, so I'm never going to uh, succeed. It's like the worst way to think because be, because you're an underdog, you have to be resourceful and you are going to succeed more than someone that's just handed to uh, handed the, you know, well, well, the so, blueprint to that. Yeah, think about this. I say this all the time mm -hmm. for 
our, we call our son, we're having a boy and we call him Tadpole because like one of the first things we saw online, it said, his, it looked he looks like, like a, a tadpole. tadpole. So we've been so calling him Tadpole. So we keep saying Tadpole's almost here. We love you, Tadpole. Taddy. But Taddy, yeah, that's, that's our, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I just said this, I just shared this with somebody recently. I said, if, if when Tadpole grows up uh, and he's 25 years old and he's mm -hmm. ready to go in business, what would your wish be? Would your wish be that we could give Tadpole a million dollars to start his own business? Heck no. Or, or, no, let me finish. Okay. Like a million bucks to start his own business, but we were kind of lazy parents or we were too busy. Doesn't mean lazy, I, I should say. We were so busy doing our thing that we didn't really make right. our son resourceful because we have resources everywhere. We didn't make him resourceful. Right. So would you rather Tadpole at 25 get a million dollars for us to go out and do his own thing? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather us bring him up in a way that he is so damn resourceful that he goes finds his own money in his own way which one yes of course number two and you know even though it's it's hard to when you raise a kid right and and they you try to raise them like the way your parents raise you but then again they see that they go to a nice school or you know they have food on the table and and their parents sign them up for private league instead of you know city softball like i did i mean it's really hard to be, uh, you know, to implement that into a child. But absolutely, I think that's the most important thing. And I think about it daily, even though he's not alive yet. He's not born yet. Well, because think about this. Think about, think about so how many important. trust, how many trust fund, no, no knock here, guys. I'm just being honest about life. How many trust fund kids do you know? Yeah. That are really struggling. A lot. I, 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 personally, I haven't met any that aren't struggling because they had all the resources, but they didn't have resourcefulness. They're, they don't know right. how to be resourceful when it comes to happiness, relationships, building a company. I know one dear friend, he's a, not a dear friend, he's a friend of a dear friend. Um, he's been a trust fund kid. He's tried 20 businesses. He's 60 years old, still hasn't succeeded because mm -hmm. he just threw money on it thinking that would work. No resourcefulness. He had privilege and never got the underdog mindset. I don't care where you were born. My cousin, my nephew, Tanner, my sister raised him. They have the perfect family. And sometimes Tanner's like, I wish I was more of an underdog, right? But they brought him up in a way with an underdog mindset, yes. even though he has privilege. He's the hungriest, hardest working kid you've ever met in your entire life. He's doing amazing for our company. He's part of of our leadership team with Jeremy and Josh and other team leaders, he's incredible, even though he was born kind of with privilege because they gave him that underdog mindset because my sister was an underdog and it translated mm -hmm. to him. Here's another one. Think about this. Yeah, How many are hardworking and they, they yeah, think about this. Exactly. How many people who hit lotto are broke within three years? They got resources, not resourcefulness. Now, there's a whole bunch of chapters in the book, but just think about that so, one. Just think about that one thing. Now, I, I want to fast forward with Lisa's story. I, I love having her here with me. We do everything together, which is awesome. So now we get to do this. Uh, I'm sorry, you. we're all over the, the board. I'm not used but to want, this. Like, yeah. obvious, but. <laughs> but here's what I want to say, um, and I'm going to guide you on this, is Okay. So yes, yeah, you're like, oh, big deal. Your mom made you sign up for yourself. And took, but think about this. She didn't go to uh, college, decided to go to cosmetology school. Is that the right word? Yes. Okay. Not uh, yet. Yeah. Cosmetology school. <laughs> she had to sign up for herself. She had to work three jobs to pay for it and had to take the bus to get this. Now, when she was there, I remember because you said it in front of your dad, you said to your dad back then, like, dad, why can't it be easy for me? Like my cousins, why can't I have the fancy car? And what did your dad say to you? He's, well, my dad's so wise and he's just like, you know, never read a book in his life, but he's just, my parents are so, so wise. He would say, you know, everything happens at its own time. Let it happen to you when it's ready to. I don't want you be, you know, to be 15 with a Mercedes and, you know, and, and, and unfortunately the people in my life that, 
when I was that age and I would look up to my older cousins with all this, you know, luxury and, and have I envy. They're not doing anything with their life right now. They've kind of lived off their parents and they ran out of money and they're just, you know, I, I feel like I love them all, but it's just, I'm so happy that we all turned out the way we did. Okay. Let me ask you now. Okay. So let me ask you this now. You guys, immigrants came to a different country, no money, starting from scratch. You had to do your yes. own thing. As an underdog now, looking back with all the success you've had, would you change any of that? Absolutely not. Okay. Not Are you ever going to lose the underdog and mindset? I my kids had that exact same upbringing too. Well, honestly. But we can do I our mean, best to implement right. it. So here's the part I want to tell you. I don't feel sorry for myself or, you know, a lot of people do. And, and no, but, it's, no it's, it's beyond that though, babe. Uh -huh. It's beyond feeling sorry for yourself because you're past it because you've shifted into understanding right. that was your blessing. Yes, a lot of people watching exactly. right now might even hear you say that and say, screw you, Lisa. Like, don't say that. I don't feel bad for myself. I'm freaking stuck. Like you have to think through no, that. Lens. No, no, I, I, you understand I totally that? understand that. But I know, you know, some people that I've spoke to, you know, everyone's different, right? Some people are like, what are you talking about? Feel sorry for yourself. But some people that I've spoke to do, do feel sorry for themselves. Exactly. But and, if you, you know, tell somebody or, or feel pity, like, yeah, but here's the me, problem, you know, here's the problem. And you guys can agree with me. So if you tell somebody, stop feeling sorry for yourself, how do they react? Oh, I, I, I wouldn't be happy. Okay, so that's so. There's some people listening right now going to you. Screw you, Lisa. Telling me stop feeling sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the truth. But we have to find a way for you to say no. It's not about feeling sorry for yourself. That's how we're programmed. That our yeah. subconscious wants you to believe. Oh my God, you could make it if. What if you decided I can make it because I had parents who didn't have money because yeah. I went through struggle. So today, this, this, I'm talking about the release of my book is coming out. I believe this will be the biggest book of my life. I can't wait for you to get it in your hands. And yeah, I'm doing something really special because you guys are part of my family. You guys are going to be able to get a free copy the first week of December. We're doing something in, I'm doing a launch to get, let the world, I want, I want hundreds of thousands of people to have this book in their hand because there's so many people that feel like an underdog and, and not being mean, but not feeling sorry for themselves, but just, you got a lot of shit piled on your back, or at least you think it is. And I'm going to show you in a simple 200 and 200 page book, how to convert that disadvantage into your freaking superpower, because it's, it's not about changing the exterior world, right? If you think of all the people in, the, in life that were underdogs, from, from the leader of America, the, the, the person who find America was George Washington, the quintessential underdog. Wait till you hear some of the things I share about him in this book, but to anybody you think of, from Richard Branson, the billionaire, to, to uh, John Paul DiGiorgio, who started um, Patron Tequila and also started Paul Mitchell, to um, Ariana Huffington, who started Huffington Post in her 50s. These are all quintessential underdogs. But if you go back through history, if you go back through time, the most successful people, the best leaders were always underdogs. What the hell did they have? Why did, why were they able to take those disadvantages and make it their fuel when so many other people made it their anchor? And it's not stop feeling sorry for yourself. It's not that you just have envy or ego. It's these subtle little shifts. I obsessed on this book. I looked into my own life. I researched other underdogs and it will truly be the book that makes you go, okay, I got this now. My toolbox is filled with things for growth, for momentum. There's nothing going to stop me. If you love the millionaire success habits, if you heard about it, all my five-star reviews, I feel blessed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of copies around the world. This is the one that you'll go, okay, this one's just good. It might be a little better. I don't know. It's just so different. Good. It's, it's different. so different. It's so it's different, so completely good. different. But imagine being done reading this and being like, I got it. I totally 
get it. Babe, thank you so much for doing this with me today. Oh, thank you for I know. having me. Yeah, so here's the cool part. Uh, be on the lookout. Uh, first week of December, December 3rd or December 4th is the launch of the book. It'll be available on Amazon, which is awesome, but I'm also doing a free, uh, a cool promotion where you get the book free. I already bought them. I literally ordered 100,000 copies. They're going to blow out fast. Um, where you can get the book free if you cover the shipping hand. You know, I did that with Millionaire Success Habits and we got it in so many people's hands. But for for the week of December 3rd, I'm doing a really special launch party with insane instant bonuses. I'm going to create an irresistible offer because the only way I can help you is to get this book in your hands. If you just watch this video, I hope it helped. But imagine having 200 pages, learning how to turn your disadvantages into the superpower that drives you to where you wanna go. And if you know anything about me, it's always about going upstream and planting the foundation for lifelong ultimate success. And that's what yes. we've done. So be on the lookout. I'm so excited. Thanks for joining me here today. If you liked this podcast, make sure you rate it. And also make sure to click subscribe so you never miss out. You can always follow us on Instagram. And if you don't already have millionaire success habits, you can grab it for free at deansfreebook.com. Remember, all success starts here.